Well, unreal. Let's fucking roll. All right, welcome back to uh, episode 21 of the Certified Bucket Boys podcast. Uh, here with myself and Tom. We've got E-Hucker in the background, saying nothing, doing nothing, working hard, though. Uh, we love that. Tom, talk to me. How's the last seven days treated you? Good. Better than uh, better than last time. I think I was feeling a bit... I just wasn't doing much at the time, and I was just I was a bit like, what am I doing with my life? Even though, even though I have a job, but I was... You know, I was struggling a bit, but this last week been kept busy, been working, bit of golf, hit the gym, went to the cricket on Friday night. I was messaging obviously you boys in the group chat at the time, but I still still can't get over get over the atmosphere. Like I feel like it reminds me of what it looked used to look like watching the Wellington Sevens. You know, just like party atmosphere, people dressed up, having a great time. Um and yeah, that was honestly what the cricket was like. Just yeah, I feel like it'd be up there with like one of the best live sporting events I reckon I've ever been to. Yeah, Unreal. I think number one would probably be the Warriors comeback, that homecoming game. Tough that to would be number one, mainly because it brought me to tears. So that's got to be <laughs> that's got to be up there, you know. Um, and then yeah, that uh, it wouldn't be second, but it'd definitely be in my top five. I'd say, but it was just. Yeah, like any time the overs finish, there's just like DNB going. Like there's like kids down and down the banks playing cricket up by the bins, and mm. young people are cheering them on. And I don't know, it was just it was unreal. Unreal. Yeah, go pretty full noise. Go pretty full noise down at Hagley. Yeah, love the music, love the lights. Yeah, it's... like as soon as the got a little bit darker, you can see like the hospital in the background, bit of red sky behind it, and there's just like strobe lights hitting the. Hitting the oval, it was just yeah. I was like, far out. This is unreal. T twenty cricket for you, yeah. It's a, spect- it's a spectacle. Yeah, I heard someone say that apparently this has been like one of the best summers for cricket, like not in terms of weather, but like uh, stadium attendance. Yeah, I'd imagine so. They're what they did for four of the five sold out. The one that didn't would have been Eden Park. But yeah, true. pretty hard to get. Pretty hard to get fifty five thousand down to a. Yeah, cricket game against Pakistan, maybe for Australia, yeah. India, even. But yeah, it's been good. Um, a couple, couple massive test series coming up as well. Yeah, one here against Australia, so I might have to get down to the. I believe day two is a Saturday, so I might have to get down to that. That'd be great. Maybe the CBB cricket day. Yeah, live, live from Hag- Hagley Oval. I did like an ACC thing, just an eight-hour live stream. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's pretty much been me the last week. It's phenomenal work for me, to be honest. Um, I know the people who wanted me to rip into it here with the the analysis of episode twenty. Um, you know, there was a lot of hype around it. You know, this is where the podcast takes off. And I'll tell you what, it sure has. One of our best to date. Uh, we want to want to say a big welcome to all the new listeners, and a big welcome back to all the. Uh, the long term, the, uh, the the CBB faithful, as we like to call them, you know, mm. the Todds, the Joshes, mm. the Badens, the absolute legends. Mm. Uh, yeah, big shout out to them and all the new listeners. Keep uh, keep looking out for us on the uh, Spotify homepage. We'll be in the. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if there's like a top 1500 sports podcast list, but we'll be in that if there is one. Um, check that out. Um, 
I don't, yeah, it sort of sums up my entire week. I've just been planning that <laughs> monologue. Um, <laughs> other than that, I've done absolutely nothing. Uh, just like full-time dad these days. Uh, Laura's back at work. Apparently that's like full noise now, you know, just delivering babies and shit. Um, so I like drop Bo off at preschool and pick him up and, you know, just, just like a 45-year-old dad now. Just sort of locked into that. Pretty overwhelming. Not sure I uh, really, I don't know, got the grasp of having a kid until we dropped him at preschool and picked him up for the first time. I was like, man, this is so different than just having like this random little baby at home. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Yeah, hard to explain. Kind of, kind of get you. Yeah. yeah. It just seemed a lot more real, you know. It's like, uh, even though he's like seven months old, going to preschool, I don't even know if you call it preschool. He literally lies on the floor and other little kids come up and just like touch him. <laughs> it's sort of does that for like eight hours and that's about it. It's pretty sick. Good yeah, life. I didn't, even know, didn't even know like babies go to like a, a place. Eh? Neither did I. This is like, I'm pretty sure this place is like six months to five. But obviously, they like split them in classrooms. I don't know a six month old baby could go to like a proper preschool. I thought you had to go somewhere till you're like two, and then you went from somewhere when you were like two to three, and then it was like three to five. One of those sort of vibes, but apparently not. Just changed classrooms. Living yeah. the dream as a, as a kid, playing with blocks and <laughs> some of these soft toys that everybody's put in their mouth. Rapid day to be fair. That's pretty yeah, it's pretty gross thinking about all those kids in this one room. Yeah, I had so many questions to Laura the first time. I was like, man, do they like wash the wash the toys like every day? You gotta like sanitize all the blocks, or do they just go out and fiddle with them and lick them all day and just leave them out overnight and do it all again tomorrow? This is the start of you just getting every disease and virus under the sun now. Yeah, pretty much. Haven't got sick yet, which has been great. I'm pretty sure Bo got sick after like one visit. So cool. Yeah. Get that out of the way. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, it probably sums up my week. It's been pretty boring, other than yeah, those those two moments. <laughs> um, so we'll uh, rip into certified and not certified. <laughs> Brought to you by uh, Jim's Mowers. Unofficially. 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 Uh shout out Jim though. Number one. This comes off last week. Uh if you recall was around the mint chocolate um and you said nina loves it you don't made me think of uh laura's pretty criminal at this but um uh to be fair i'm probably criminal at it as well i don't want to like throw her under the bus but <laughs> buying snacks that only you like but your other half doesn't what do you reckon not not certified at all i'm so trying i'm really it. trying i'm trying to think if i do it but i mean nina's like Uh, I, I'm trying to think of a way to do it without throwing her under the bus here. <laughs> um, no, well, we know from we know from last week that she does it. I was just yeah. Well, I just meant like she um she doesn't hate many things. There we go. So i mm. most snacks I buy she'll she'll like as well. I can yeah. only think the only probably snack that I buy that's normally just for me would be like you know the pea pods, like the chip pea pods. Yeah, harvest the harvest. Yeah, yeah things, But I mean, yeah. she likes them. I just don't really share them. But she's like she's pretty criminal. I just, I don't. Uh, she probably 
most of the time, majority of the time, she'll buy mint chocolate. And as we know from last podcast, I hate mint chocolate. So yeah, yeah, but not certified. I'm actually certified on a day because I do it. Me and Laura has such different tastes. Like she, she's real picky about so much stuff, but then she like loves black licorice, which I feel like is something that just most people don't like. And especially if you're picky, you don't like it. But she like loves it for some reason. So, she, but she always gets that, which I obviously don't like. And then she like gets because she's like dairy free because of Bo. She gets this um, that like fifty percent dark Whitaker's chocolate. Which, Ugh. yeah, I don't like dark chocolate as it is, but pretty, pretty rank. And then this half one, it's like a bit like chewy in a way. Mm. <clears throat> um, but that sort of like frees me up. I just buy anything with dairy in it and then I don't have to share, which is pretty sick. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm pretty bad at just not thinking about her when I buy some snacks. So it just made me think of that. I was like, oh, Nina never thinks of you. And I was like, man. I never think of Laura. <laughs> to be fair, I, when I'm buying snacks, I don't really think of like what she's also going to like. She just, there's not many things she doesn't like. So it's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of times, um, oh, I always, like, I always buy like Laura V, but I always get her like a blue one. She doesn't like blue Vs, but like sugar free blue and like um, green. I feel like subconsciously I know that. But I always buy the blue one because I like blue. And then she get it home and she's like, oh, I don't like this. I was like, oh, fuck, I'll have it, eh? <laughs> Real sneaky tactic there. But I reckon, yeah, that'll divide the people. It's divided us here. I know Ehug is a selfish guy, so he'll be he'll be certified on that as well. Um, number two, having an Instagram for your pet. Not certified. Um, I I hate like when they try to describe it. Like they'll have it. They'll have an Instagram for their pet, and they'll the bio and like the name and everything is like, and like the owner's trying to have it like the dog has written it themselves. Ah, uh, you know what I mean. So it's not like the yeah. bio won't be like, hey, this is this is Madison's dog. Uh, this is Madison's beagle dog here. I'm just gonna post pictures of my beagle and see it'll be like. Yeah the beagle's name and i hate when hate when people do that yeah. i feel like all they're trying to do is chase clout yeah it's, i yeah. feel like a, a pet instagram could like blow up at any time it's gonna catch the right like right day like um, i do like seeing people's dogs and pets and stuff I'm not against posting it but just having your own instagram like having your own instagram for your pet just not certified yeah I reckon I'm not certified as well because there are certain ones I like is when there's actually a bit to the page. Like if somebody has like a cat with like a bit of personality, you know, and they're like set up shit around their house for the cat to like do. And it's just like funny and just cats doing dumb shit. That's like got a bit to it. So it's, it's a bit more like more like reels and stuff that yeah. I'm all good with. But majority of the time, it's just like somebody's taking a picture of their cat, like lying upside down on, like basking in the sun. Be like, it is easily oh. something that could be on their personal page. Yeah, or it'd be like, oh, well, hot cat summer. And we're like, nah, <laughs> no time for that. Eh? But yeah, like you say, just leave it on your personal page. Just one every now and again, you know. Yeah, we've all been there. The old, the old story here and there. Just a cat. You want the cat doing something? I don't know. You want the dog out for a walk? You just yeah, don't need like a selfie great. every day. Especially if, if you're not doing anything cool with the animal. 
Uh, number three is going to a concert and uploading stories of the concert. Uh, when you say stories, is it like a minimum maximum or just like what if it was just one story? Uh, give, story you con- so. give you some context, right? So if somebody uploads like, let's say 80 seconds of footage of a band playing like consecutively. So it's like half a song to the story. Right. That, um, that sort of upload. Not like just like a picture of the stage. That's yeah. all good. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm being very hypocritical here. I'm saying not certified, but I have done it in the past. Um, I regret doing it in the past, <laughs> but like I've I've been to like you know I've been to like Laneway and I would have had like a few stories. I didn't have like eighty second clips of the concert, but when I went to Post Malone, I would have had like freaking minutes of. It was on my Snapchat though, Snapchat story. It was just like heaps of videos for it, and then I remember like a week later, I was like, man, why did I do that? I got some. Do you get the memories the other day of the post Malone concert? Yeah, yeah, that's what reminded me. Um, you remember when the DJ was like out before, but you couldn't like see them, and um, he played what's that Cardi B song, the real famous one. Ah, uh, the, the the no flock and she she stole Kodak Black song, Bodak Yellow. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um. And that, that came on and I had a Snapchat story. It was like 30 seconds long. I was like, holy shit, Cardi B's here. <laughs> but Cardi B was not here. But we were like far back enough that you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thought it was hilarious at the time. Regret that though. Yeah, some regrets. Definitely not. Would have been, been funny as like a five second clip, but not a 30 second one. But yeah. Also uh, not certified on it. But yeah, guilty of doing it in the past. But you know, we learn from our mistakes. We yeah, grow. that's what I was going to say. We do learn from our mistakes. I just want to also want to preface. I haven't seen anybody do that like lately. It was just something that really came to mind that it used to like bother me that I also did one of those things. I feel like everybody like I follow has grown up out of that stage. I saw a couple from um, Juicy Fist, so. Oh, that's actually, yeah, that's classic, though. That was very annoying. Uh, Number four. Somebody over the age of 25 learning a TikTok dance. Yeah, this is a massive not certified. Now, is this This another one targeted at Nina? (laughs) She has... (laughs) She has learnt... Well, not a dance. She did... But like she was with her two younger sisters and they kind of like like forced her to kind of like learn this thing. It wasn't really a yeah. dance though. Like they weren't standing up. Yeah. It was more like a... Remember those like clap things girls used to do? Yeah. You know, so they like, like tap hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of like that, but not to each other, more to the camera. Yeah. So like that was, that's like, that's all good. But nah, it, like if you're past 25 learning those like... TikTok dancers. That's that's like an irk. That's a red flag. That's not certified. That's everything under the sun. Yeah. What if you're like getting views on the TikToks? No. It's so cringe. It's always been cringe. (laughs) What about professional dancers? All good there? Doing a professional dancer doing a TikTok dance? Yeah. No, that's not certified. I had just just TikTok dancers in general, because like the way they're kind of like 
and they're always like, I don't know. I feel like it's just not a, it's not really a dance, you know. It's just like bodies moving. Nothing like seeing your thirty-three-year-old best mate in the club doing a dice roll. I mean, that's that's like funny when people like pop out a dice roll, ironically. <laughs> but I saw I this, I saw this comp- compilation today. It was when um, what was her name? Uh, Edison Ray. She was on like uh, Jimmy Fallon, and mm. he he had like signs, and he'd hold up, and it was like a dance move, a TikTok like the, and she'd like do the whole like fifteen oh. second bit. And then he'll pop up another sign. Then she'll do it like right after. And there was like six of them. And I, was, I don't know why I keep watching the whole video, but I was just like cringing the whole fucking time. Eh? It's one of those like cringe porn videos where it's like so cringy you just have to keep watching. It was like fast forwarded though, so it wasn't like a a minute long video, but in real time it would have been like three minutes or so. So yeah, I'm been, I'm yeah, I'm not certified on it as well. It's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I want to say, like, I also did one, but I don't know if I posted it back in, like, lockdown when TikTok blew up, you know? <laughs> we we did that, um, that Pew 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 one. That's not really a TikTok dance. Wait, who? You know that, um, fuck. We were, like, oh, me and you. Yeah, yeah, the big one. Yeah, we had a few, we had a few, um, few cold ones at a friend of ours' house. So, that's, that's not really a dance move, you know? I'm talking about that, like, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is that Megan the Stallion one. Where it's like, uh, like classy, bougie, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. I just, that's the dance move. I always remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Now there's funny ones and there's like, if it's a serious one, not certified. We actually need your timing down packed and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not certified. Not certified. Uh, fifth and final, round us out. Pretty topical here off the back of Christmas. Regifting a brand new present you received but did not want. I reckon this a lot of people are gonna say not certified here, but I'm certified. And like if somebody regifted a present to me, like I wouldn't be up. Say, say, for example, I feel like this is that if keep bringing up Nina here. Nina got given an Anthony Edwards Basel singlet for, from Secret mm. Santa. Yeah, and then she's like, "I don't want an Anthony Edwards basketball singlet." Tom would love it. I'm gonna rewrap it and give it to Tom. Like, I'll be stoked, even if she told me it was like she'd already got it. Like, you know, if it's something the person wants, and why not regift yeah. it? But what if you're like, the, what about from the point of view of the original gift giver? I just don't tell them. <laughs> I feel like they just can't. They, I, I just feel like they shouldn't know about it. Mm. If they're gonna find out about it, they're not certified. You know, what I mean, like if, if you're at a family Christmas and the next year you regifted something that, that that got given to you at Christmas and that person's gonna see it, like that's that's just savage, you know. That's a power move as well, though. It is also a power move. So maybe it's re- just certain, the fact you're just a straight baller just regifting something. Yeah. I regifted my work Christmas present this year. It was wireless <laughs> headphones. I gave them to Laura so she would stop using my uh Apple AirPods. So, didn't you buy Beats for Laura one year? Yeah, she never fucking uses them. But aren't they wireless? Yeah, they are wireless, but they're like over the head ones. Oh, you mean like okay, got you. Yeah, like big fucking earmuff things. Right, she could use those. Um, I don't know if she's going to use these ones anyway, but you know, gives her an option. Yeah. 
is what it, I don't want them. And the work Christmas presents were shit. So I was like, that was like the most expensive thing. So I was like, oh, I'll just take that and then re-gift it. One year I got given like a perfume and like manicure set for a mm. Secret Santa. Um, I, I low-key feel like I was forgotten about and it was a spare gift. Oh. Um, Because it was kind of like, oh, here you go. I'm like, I opened it. I was like, oh, yo. So I just re-gifted <laughs> it to my grandma. <laughs> Same day? Uh, nah, nah. Like a week later though. Clever. Mm. Oh well. Couple certifieds there. Rounds us out. Uh, and another fantastic certified, not certified. I'm sure, the uh, listeners will get cracking into that in the polls. Um, hopefully, we get some more 50 50 splits. I really love seeing who votes on our polls and what people vote. Eh? Rely openers out there. A couple weirdos that listen to us. Um, won't name names, but they know who they are. Anyway, moving on to a really random question brought to us once again by Anti-Drip. You can follow them over at Anti-DripNZ on Instagram uh, and also on TikTok. I've seen that they've been uploading a lot of uh, video content over there um, and into the reels, a lot of motivational stuff, a lot of gym stuff. Um, I've also seen them getting on some shares on their story of people using their products out and about and in the gym. So just know that they're 100% legit. Kiwi owned. Get around them. Support the boys. Uh, this week's question, uh, bringing it back to a sport-themed one, if you could have a ticket to any past sports match or event, what would it be? Do you want to start us off, Tom? Yeah. Um. For this one, I had I was thinking I was like, I was thinking like Olympics. I was like, man, maybe like the year Usain Bolt broke the record, or the year Michael Phelps won all the golds. And then I also thought, man, what about that Olympics where um that first uh, black guy from America won the race, GC something, won that sprint, and then Hitler yeah. refused to like shake his hand. Uh is it Jesse Owens? Jesse Owens, yeah. I thought about that as well. But then I came down to, I was like, man, and not because I've been getting into golf, but lately I, I like, before I got into golf, I'd always wanted to go to Augusta, Augusta. Like it just seems like a sick event to go to the masters, you know? So yeah. I thought, I was like masters. And I thought, man, most iconic. Cause hang on the question. It's past day. Eh? Yeah. Well, obviously you don't know what's going to happen in the yeah, future. Past, yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. yeah. So I picked uh, the 2005 masters, the one where Tiger Woods hit that, like insane um, pitch shot that yeah. like rolled on a curl down the hill and then yeah, stopped yeah, yeah. right in front of the hole and then rolled into the hole. The one that's in every montage ever of the Masters. Yeah. Him in the red polo. And then he's um, like, lean, leans back real far, just double fist pumps the air. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved, loved to have gone to that. Like that hole, because that hole he was up, was he up two or something? And he has like a real shit drive. And then the commentator's like, oh man, because the guy, he's up to on had like a real sick drive onto the green i think mm. and then tiger's drive was real poor and the commentators are like oh like this is it for tiger he's not gonna win i think it was like he's on like a hot streak at the time as well yeah like, he's not gonna win and then he had that pitch shot to fucking win it it's like man <laughs> would have been amazing what about his um his comeback as well that would have been sick the comeback win that at the masters yeah 
Yeah. But just like you said, just the in every sports montage, it's that. Him and the red polo. So, mm. yeah, that's my answer. I'm just having a wee look on um, Wikipedia here of that that round. They went to a playoff. Him and him and somebody called Chris DeMarco. I don't even know who that is, but yeah, Chris DeMarco came back in the final round to tie it and send it to a playoff. But then Tiger Woods, um, yeah, won it, won it on the first hole, I think. Mm. But, yeah, but iconic, iconic. It is, it is iconic. I know most people will know exactly what you're talking about as well. Um, like you, I also tossed up Usain Bolt. Um, that was it, 2008 Olympics, where he first broke all the records. Was it 2012? I'm not actually overly sure. Yeah, neither. One of them. I mean, he got a lot of golds. So yeah. Just any of the ones where he took home like all the golds would have been sick. Um, I didn't actually think about Tiger at all, but yeah, fully agree with that. And then I was thinking like, oh, 2015 Rugby World Cup final. That would have been pretty unreal. Uh, just from our perspective as like New Zealand rugby fans. I know a lot of other people wouldn't agree. Um, was that the year that we bit the Wallabies? Yeah, with Bowden Barrett. Oh, yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. 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 That would have been cool. That would have been sick. Um, obviously, there's a lot of like NBA moments as well. And that was where I landed. And then I tossed up between two. It was game six. Ray of, Allen shot? Yeah, Ray Allen shot. And then the other one was game six of the Eastern Conference Finals 2012. And that's what I landed on when they when the Heat went into Boston down 3-2. And LeBron had the, in my opinion, his greatest uh, individual game of his entire career. Man, not, the, not game one against Golden State in 2017. Surely yeah, that was his greatest individual performance. We don't win the series, though. So it was like... But like you just said, individual performance. So based on one game, so it's got to it's got to be that game one. Uh, but this game had this would literally would have ended the dynasty in two years if they lost that. There was so much weight on this game. Fair. That's why that's why this the game I'd choose. Imagine like from a like a Heat fan's point of view, going and watching that game in Boston because Bill Simmons always talks about it, how it just like it was like being at a funeral. But imagine. Yeah being there from like a heat fans perspective it would have been like so surreal you would have just been like ah uh, i just can't imagine the feeling um Man, you wouldn't go to game 7 2016 yeah that was another one i feel like you yeah. picked like lebron's like fourth best moment to go to no in as, my opinion that's like, LeBron guy. that's like his best game in my opinion the moment i feel like the moment of the final you were live big. if you were live at game 7 golden state you would have like been probably crying. I've been whereas, crying at home. <laughs> yeah, but whereas watching LeBron in Boston, I think you would have been like, yeah, stoked. But like, I reckon that game scene would have been made more of you. Like, imagine being alive for the fucking Kyrie Irving step back three, the chase down block. No one scoring for like eight minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been unreal. I just, yeah. But I just, hey, this I is your, I this is your go, thing. I can't yeah, step up. I wish I could go back and see that moment. That. Game six, Eastern Conference Finals, 2012. I just think it would be 
insane. Fair. But yeah, 2016 game seven. Great option. Or the rail on shot. Great option. Yeah, the rail on shot would have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been insane to be in the stands. Oh. It would have been like ah, the nerves. I guess you, you would have said you didn't really have nerves in the like after the first quarter of the heat of the uh, heat Boston game. There was probably no nerves, which kind of takes away from it, but would have been just happiness. So Yeah. Wild game that to be fair. I did look up like the box score. Ron had 45 and 15. 19 of 26 for the field. Chris Bosch started on the bench. Real random. Damn. Your guy Paul Pierce shot four for 18. My guy Paul. But I mean, he was like 34 years old, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was old. They were washed. Rajon Rondo was the best player. People, people forget that one. Yeah. Anyway, two great options, though. Um, so that was really random question. As we all know, brought to us by Anti-Drip. Anti-Drip NZ over on Instagram. Give him a follow. Give him a like. Give him a comment. Tell him we sent you. Do all the good things. Uh, moving on here, we're going to do another redraft. Uh, we sort of stitched ourselves up last time we did one of these. Uh, we chose um, unknowingly probably the worst draft of the last 20 years to possibly do not enough research went into um who was actually in that draft we yeah we did did make it hard on ourselves it was it was pretty rough so we've gone for this this time around the 2020 draft known as the covid draft a lot of things ended up getting fucked up um scouts weren't allowed to go to games there was no draft combine there was there was no group workouts there was a lot of uh one-on-one zoom stuff it was just it was hard to figure out who was good. Um, going in, it was clear there was a big three. Anthony Edwards, uh, Lamello, and Wiseman. They ended up as the top three. But Wiseman only played, I think, eight games at college and then um, yeah, stopped playing. Right. Lamello was playing overseas here in, uh, in the Australian and New Zealand league. Um, and Ant was at Georgia, who were – I don't know, were Georgia even ranked – at all that season, I don't actually remember. It was a weird college year. I feel, like, like, nobody, I feel like, like they may have got ranked at one point, but not not for long. Yeah, is in the chat here. He said no. They did fourteen wins. It was a shortened season, so I don't know what the full record was. But... Sure, they didn't get ranked like at any point, like you know when Colorado were ranked. <laughs> oh, I need to see. <laughs> yeah, not ranked at all. So there, that sort of sums up. Those three guys were your top three, and it was like, fuck all yeah. evidence. Obviously, two were hits and one was a miss, so um, yeah. saves a lot. Do you want me to go first? You said you wanted me to go first, but you don't think I'm going to take Anthony Edwards. So, Yeah, no, that was it was it was just a pure joke out of you saying fairly rated. Um, <laughs> I Seeing that poll and seeing some people put overrated, some people put fairly rated, just really grinded my gears. I feel like I'm really biased on it, but he's like 22 years old. His team's first seen the West. Like, man, get the fuck on him, eh? Like, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't mind. If you want to go first, I'll go first. I'll go first, eh? Because he's my guy. So, um, it's, with the first, yeah. the first overall pick, I'll take uh, Anthony Edwards, future superstar, future logo of the league. 
future logo. No, Love the that. logo should be Kobe Bryant. Love that. Um, number two, bit of contention. I don't think there's a whole lot of debate on it, but some will. I know Mello has a massive fan base, but I'm going to go Tyrus Halliburton. Yeah, great call. Guy I also think is a future of the league. Both both these guys were in our top tens for they five were. seasons from now. So They were. Yeah. yeah, very good call on Halliburton. Um, I should say yeah. um, as well, Anthony Edwards hasn't changed here at all. He still went one. He went one at the time, still going one. Tyrus Halliburton was 12 um, and then ended up at now going two. Now going two. Came out of and Iowa he... State, another sort of lower lower tier school like Ant, but the evaluators weren't there. There were some people that were real high on him, a few people were low, weird mechanics. Yeah, it was Manny Judo's jump shot that I still don't really understand how he gets the jump shot off, but no, hey. not at all. Not a lot of the all. smart people were onto him, and he would have probably really helped Golden State. But hey, yeah, a couple of teams, Golden State and Phoenix, passed on him, um, who are obvious like teams that would be in literally championship contention every year if they had taken him. So yeah, um, with number three, again, not very exciting, not any movement. Uh, Lamelo Ball. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. I wish you'd play more games. Like you know, feel like the last two, two, three years, you've I've hardly ever seen Lamelo Ball out there. But like, you know, his rookie year, like he, you saw straight away, like this guy is a bit of a, you know, he can do a lot. And I think Charlotte yeah. is better when he's playing. So I think I think there's no probably no debate him going three, right? Nah, I think. Yeah, there's only one person that would even come close, but I think the ceiling is higher for Mello. Yeah. He's a bit of a loose cannon, but I think definitely is a um is a winning player. I don't know what sort of team you'd build around him. Certainly not what Charlotte is doing, but he's still yeah. he's still the star and the franchise guy you want. Uh number four, you know, he's come onto the scene massive this year with the uh Departure of James Harden. We'll go Tyrese Maxey at the four spot. Probably going to be an all-star reserve this year. Uh, pretty pretty crafty starting point guard. He could start on most teams in the league right now. Good good partnership with Joel Embiid. Real good fit on that team, to be fair. On um, the Cavs? Oh, no. Nah, on Philadelphia. Oh, Chicago. Right now. Oh, no, 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 Philadelphia right now. Is what I mean. Oh. Like talk, talking about him right now, yeah. He went, yeah, twenty first at the time. Could have gone fourth to Chicago. Yeah, that just traded for Lonzo, or traded or signed for Lonzo Ball, hadn't they? They, they, they traded for Lonzo Ball. I think. Might have been. I think it was a sign and trade though. Because I remember they signed to like twenty mil per year or something. Might have been a sign and trade, but I don't know who the Pelicans got. Maybe it's just a free agent. I don't know. But yeah. Um, I mean, Alonzo Ball, could, he could play with other guards anyway. But yeah, Tyrus Maxey, easily number four. Um, oh, this is perfect. Now it gets me to have my hot take out there. Uh, <laughs> at number five, obviously it wouldn't work because of the year before they took Dar- uh, Darius Garland, but 
so it probably makes more sense to take. This is kind of annoying now. <laughs> I've got to, okay, I have to play it smart. I've got to play it like a, a real redraft. Originally, in my power pole, I do have Emmanuel quickly five. I have him ahead of Desmond Bain, but obviously taking Darius Gallon the year before, you probably don't want another small point guard. And like Desmond Bain, as you've seen from him, it would be a great role player, probably a really good fit with Darius Garland before they would have got um, Donovan Mitchell. So, yeah, at number five, Cleveland taking uh, Desmond Bain. And that's a massive jump for him, right? He was second-round pick? No, he was 30th. Oh, last pick of the first round. Yeah, last pick. I think it was originally drafted by Boston and then traded to Memphis. Yeah. Would have been a fantastic fit on Boston. Still trying to go back to um, fucking Lonzo Ball. He played his last year at the Pelicans at that time, so it would have made would have made sense for the Bulls to grab a point guard. Not why they drafted Pat Williams at four. Weird one. Um, so Bain's gone. I'm not going to take your guy Emmanuel quickly. I'm going to take uh Devin Vassell for Atlanta. In the sixth spot, I love Devin Vassell. I reckon he's a great like third option. Um, right now, he's probably the second option on the Spurs, but I just feel like these true shooting guards are more fitted to be like a third option. Like Clay Thompson was sort of like his whole career, you know, never needed the ball like in his hands. Um, just you know, gets to open spots. He's good off like a one bounce sort of pull up jumper, athletic, run the lane good shooter so i like him there playing outside trey young yeah way better fit way better fit than deontay murray for reference they took on yuki okongwu there and they still don't start him at center four years later <laughs> so <laughs> do what you want with that information um yeah i mean yeah that it does make probably more sense there uh so me at number seven for detroit since they were looking for a, a guard, point guard, they took. How do we? How do we do these redrafts? Like, like well, they took a we, point we, guard. So we're not looking at it like the team now, right? Because obviously, like quickly wouldn't make sense with Cade Cunningham, but obviously in twenty twenty they didn't have Cade. Yeah, they didn't have Cade. So, so I've got them taking uh, Emmanuel quickly there. Uh, at where was that number seven? Number seven, mm-hmm. Detroit Emmanuel quickly. So that was originally Killian Hayes. Um, it might seem like I'm real high on quickly, but I just think like he's just he's not like obviously he's not going to be he's probably not going to be like a point guard for like a, a leading team, like he's probably not going to be a championship point guard. But I just think what he brings is like pretty like electric for the right team. Like mm-hmm. imagine if he was it'd probably be like a bit glorified, but if he was like the sixth man for the Pacers, he would just fit their system so much. Yeah, it's just a poor man's Tyrus Maxey. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah. yeah, he's definitely. I don't know. He's like. I feel like he's better than a um, six man. He was a real good six man last year, but I feel like yeah. he's, he's a little bit better. Yeah, I like him. I like him. What he's doing at Toronto, sort of like seventeen and nine sort of guy. Yeah, good enough. Good um, good distributor of the ball. He's just like fast paced, which is real good, and his cash so. Good tempo. Um, was that seven? So eight. Eight is New York. 
They took Obi Toppin here. They were, I feel like they, New York always try to hit a home run, is the thing. And what would have would have made sense? Um, who did they have at the time? Julius Randall would have been would have been there by then. Was he? Uh, yeah, I think so. After, this was after the bubble. Who was on their bubble? They haven't go to the bubble. They no. must. I don't think so. That could have been Julius Randall's first year there. But they were they didn't have anybody. The Knicks, like pretty much after Mallow left, they were nothing. Yeah, very true. You know who I am gonna take for them here is who really he'd be like a real good fit there now is on Yekara Kongu, somebody we did just talk about. He has such good upside for a center. Um and Atlanta just stash him on the bench. I think he'd be He'd, he'd, like Tom Thibodeau would love him. Real good defensive center. I think he's better than Mitch uh, Mitch Robinson. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's purely uh, fit. I don't think he's the best player available. I I have uh Kongu there. Oh, how good! Well, I just yeah, I think he's the kind of the player where he just hasn't shown what he can really do yet. Like, I know mean, you look at like all you look look at a lot of his advanced stats, like. He's pretty high up with a lot of his advanced stats, and I just think, yeah, he's pretty good big. Just Atlanta, I'm, get rid of Murray, get rid of one of the wings like DeAndre Hunter, and get rid of Clink and Powder and see what you got. I'm just so surprised that um, that year they made the conference finals and they versed the Bucks, the Hawks, that is. Okongwu defended Giannis really well, and mm. today we, you know, there's been few guys that have matched up with him even remotely close to that in I don't know why you wouldn't want that guy in your lineup when he can do that. Yeah. So just wasting away in Atlanta, so we don't really know. Yeah, I'm not a big Clint Capella fan either. I don't really know why they've like continued to fuck around with him. Fair. Um, number nine, Washington. I feel like they're also another team that kind of try to go for home runs. They had Beal. That was John Wall still active? Nah, he wasn't there. <sighs> No, nah, he was on the team, but he wasn't. I I think that might have been. He would have been out with his Achilles injury. So I have I've got two options here, um, but they kind of they look like they were looking for a wing. But they're probably still hoping on John Wall. So <laughs> I'm going to go for a wing. I'm going to go with uh, Jaden McDaniel's. Yeah, I like that selection. So that's what number nine. Number nine, Jaden McDaniel's. Massive fan, Jaden McDaniel's. I think. You kind of seeing the value that he brings to like a title contending team with Minnesota. Like he's pretty mm-hmm. much their point of well, Rudy Gobert is probably their point of defense, but like Jaden McDaniels is their guy on the perimeter. Um, he's also like become a pretty like low key reliable three point shooter. I'm not hundred percent sure of his stats. Like I reckon they could be like maybe 30, 30 to thirty four percent from three. But I feel like anytime there's like a big shot needed that's not in like the last minute and a half of a game. I feel like he knocks mm. it down. Yeah, I've never never heard somebody say about Jaden McDaniels that you can't have him on the court the last three minutes of a close game. Yeah. Yeah. He's, just, he's, a, he's a much better version of uh, Vando. He's what Vando. I wish Vando was. Like, I love yeah, Vando, yeah. but if he Pretty had cool. like McDaniels' offensive game, I'd be unreal. 
Yeah. That was the Russell Westbrook um Wizards year where they just Ehaka was talking about they snuck into the playoffs and ruined their draft lottery for the next oh, year. So Wall wasn't there. No, Wall wasn't there. Man, you were right. I think it was was it last week or the week before you talked about COVID really kind of ruining it. My my brain is like fuzzy like twenty nineteen to like twenty twenty one, just that COVID yeah, the COVID period. It's just like yeah, it's really so hard like, to remember what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of mushed into one. Yeah, they the Wizards had twenty one people play for them that year. Just feels like a lot. Yeah, and the most well, they had a lot of games postponed and stuff. Remember? Yeah, only one person. I was a seventy two game year, wasn't it? <laughs> so that's what I feel like it was a seventy two game. Yeah, it was a 72-game season. Nobody on the Wizards played every game. I think they had COVID multiple times. The Wizards had it real bad from mm-hmm. memory. Um, but, yeah, it's just a, it's a real scramble in the head for that time. It was that, though. That was nine, originally Denny Advia. Yeah. I think Jaden McDaniel was definitely an upgrade on Denny. Uh, number 10, Phoenix. They took Jalen Smith, famously... Uh, then waived him and then made it to the finals. Yeah, I didn't waive him, just didn't pick up his option. I thought they... But did they trade him? He wasn't on the team when they made the finals, was he? I think he was. Why didn't they he play Because they just didn't... Yeah, they, they didn't pick up his option. Wasn't, isn't he like one of the only ever players to be picked in the lottery to like not have their option, option picked, picked up? up? Yeah. The irony of that all because they need a shot blocker, or they needed a shot blocker to room protect a big fella for for the entire time to back up Aiton, and they had him there, but they let him go. Mm. All that after they fucking didn't take Tyrese Halliburton as well, full time fumble. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, at ten, well, that's such a good side as well, and I feel like. A few names here. Patrick Williams. He could be, he could have been an option. Last week, wing. Uh, also a bit of size to him. Nick Richards to back up Aiton. Probably a better big than Jalen Smith. Or actually, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take Isaiah Stewart because he could play a stretch four role for them as well. So I'll take Big Beef Stew there. Man. Bit of mongrel. I reckon Isaiah Stewart is like one of the most overrated players in the league, eh? <laughs> yeah, I reckon no, he is definitely overrated, but I think he like, gets that spot well. When Bill Simmons was talking about wanting Isaiah Stewart for Boston, I'm like, man, I don't think this guy watches Detroit basketball games because like Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those guys that like sometimes looks good on Detroit, but if you put him on Boston, he probably wouldn't play that much. Like if it's just his IQ is poor. Um man, that's crazy. Isaiah Stewart there. Uh, he's not in my top 14. I was asked, sure. Um, is Nick okay. Richards in your top 15? 14? No. Wait, what Nick Richards? But I have in? one player instead of those two. Um, I've, yeah, I have one player like instead of those two. That probably doesn't make sense, but I'll kind of tell you why. Also, E. Hucker coming at Beef Shoe. Wow. Ehaka, can you clarify who you're like calling out here? Are you calling out Aiden or me? Um, you, because you anyway. said Beef Stew is overrated. Beef Stew is overrated. I feel like you don't watch freaking Detroit games. Ehaka always calls me. He takes your side no matter what, eh? 
There's no way. Also notice, real off topic, but in our text group chat, he'll he won't reply for like two hours, and you you've been at work. But as soon as you reply, he replies back straight away. <laughs> like he's, so, he's just been sitting there looking at my text for two hours. Like, yeah, what, what am I going to answer? Then you reply, and then he will come back with his his answer. Yeah, get off my dick, you have Um. Anyway, back on back on topic. Sorry, number eleven. Uh, who was that? That was San Antonio. Uh, I'm kind of just going like best available here. Not a massive fan of him, but you know, like he's he's got like a decent ceiling as the right player. So, um, Cole Anthony. Interesting. That's why I would have had it ten. I don't really love Cole Anthony. I have him on my list, but I don't either. But Paul, Paul San Antonio like... though, because they got Devin Vassell here the first time around. Now they're getting yeah. a real downgrade. They they nailed their draft, and now they're getting yeah, they're getting a massive downgrade. Yeah, poor guys. I don't yeah. I just... Man, they had Deontay Murray at the time though. Yeah, but I think John Tamara is like a big, big guard. Colin Anthony's a combo, small guard. Like I feel like, I feel like that wouldn't really get in the way. Yeah, nah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Colin Anthony could um, probably be really good for them right now. Like a, a, a lead guard that can actually like penetrate and make some passes might help. Yeah, he would actually be really good on them right now. Bit of experience as well. He'd probably he'd probably be the second best. Oh no, I mean Denver South, but yeah. Anyway. 12, Sacramento. Another downgrade because they took Halliburton here. Um, so obviously they like the point guard option. Not many point guards available unless you're sort of looking at Peyton Pritchard, but not Ugh. not reaching not reaching for Peyton Pritchard. I like... Uh, you know what? I'm going to take Denny Advia here. I quite like what he's got. Um... High draft picks just go to die in Washington, so maybe it's a change of change of scene or anything. But it is the yeah. Kings. I mean, that's be look at Rui Rui when he got traded. Like, yeah, yeah. he definitely he definitely got way better when he got traded. Um, I don't I don't mind. They have Danny. Fox. They have Vox. Fox. Sorry, Malik. No, they didn't have Malik Monk then. No, no. I just for some reason thought they always played together since Kentucky, but uh, they didn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that pick there. Um, He's got some upside to him. I reckon he is one of um, the Wizards' better players. He's yeah. somebody I would hold on to if I was the Wizards. Yeah. Because I have yeah. heard people say, like, you'd basically trade everybody but Bilal Kulabali, but I think I'd hold on to uh, Denny as well. Um, So that puts me at, what, number 13. Also, can I clarify? You know, in the Pacers-Raptors trade, you know how, like, uh, the Pelicans got involved? Yeah. Did they trade Kira Lewis? Yeah, they just gave Kira Lewis to Toronto. So, I mean, that shows you how much of a flop that pick was there. That's unreal. Yeah, uh, I don't even know. That is just a change of, scenario, uh, change of scenery. He just stashed on their bench. I don't think he's that yeah. bad of a player. It was a, it was a luxury tax for them. No, I, I liked Kira Lewis, but in saying that, I'm not picking him at 13. I have four names left. Uh, I'll just go, I think, probably best available here. And who who even picking 13? Pelicans. Um, obviously, wouldn't work with them now because he's based like a poor man's version of Herb Jones, but I'll just go with him anyway. Uh, Patrick Williams. Like, yep. I think Patrick Williams is like a decent player. 
I think he's just been injured and now he's kind of on this like random balls team. So he's a good. I just think he went he went too high for what he was going to be. Yeah, went too high. He's one of those good molds, but this is never. I could see him in like. I could see him in like two, two or three years being like an eighth man on a title team and like actually mattering for them. Yeah, sort of a Bruce Brown type. Yeah. I would have um, also very like um, on brand for the Pelicans taken Isaiah Joe. He was like the 50th pick, but obviously he's one of the best like snipers in the NBA now. And for some reason, he's like top 10 and plus minus every year. <laughs> Even last year, when Isaiah Joe is on my, you know, has he had four left? He was one of the four. Even so um, based on fit, he probably would make the most sense actually going there. Yeah, even last year when OKC were like forty-one and forty-one, Bruce, uh, not Bruce Brown, um, Isaiah Joe was like top ten and plus minus. But I feel like when you're taking like a lottery pick here, you're not going to be taking like a guy that's just going to be a the three-point shooter in the corner. Yeah, you so, you are trying to hit a home run. So I think yeah, Patrick Williams probably a be pick there. Um, Sometimes you do want to pick for fit though. Yeah, true. Fourteen, Boston. Leaves with the last pick. I reckon you take a real, up, real upside guy here. They took Aaron Neesmith, which was probably a good call. If they got, if they had current Aaron Neesmith and not what Aaron Neesmith they had, I would be, I'd probably get around retaking that pick. Um, but Sadiq Bay is still on the board here, so I'm taking him. Yeah, I had Sadiq Bay at 14 as well. Uh, so I actually only had 14 players down. Like I didn't write like a longer list. So the two players I had that I weren't picked was Isaiah Joe. And then the big I had instead of Nick Richards and who was the other big you said? Beef Stew. Oh, Beef Stew. Was, uh, can you guess what big I had? I don't have any other bigs written down, so I don't know. Pretty obvious name, I feel. Well, I have to go through through the nah, slide. Okay, uh, James Wiseman. Like I get oh, it, fuck James Wiseman. <laughs> like, but coming coming out of the draft, like, bro had like so much like potential. You know, mm. like, I would still take a flyer on him if I was any team. Right, like, now? he went from yeah, fuck yeah, he went from yeah. Golden State, which he clearly wasn't going to fit there because he was so young. And like you kind of seen what Steve Kerr is like now, where he's not, he doesn't look like he's great at getting a lot out of young talent. Mm. Um, and he just wasn't the right big for that system. And then he went to Detroit, where they had six starting centers. You know, like so, it's been pretty tough for him. Yeah, I just don't think he can play defense at an NBA level at all. But but maybe maybe if he's given the chance to learn, he might be able to. You know, so yeah, it's a tough one. He has a championship though, so <laughs> fuck, that's crazy. But like, you're probably not. Like, yeah. if you're drafting, like, I mean, you just look at ceiling wise. He's probably like top top six ceiling wise in the in the draft. So, yeah, no, that's you'd, fair enough. I'd you'd take yeah. based on that, not knowing what's coming, you'd take him over Nick Richards. Yeah, but what what I've seen, I'd take Nick Richards. I feel so. Yeah, I feel like people yeah. are going to think I like really love Nick Richards for the amount of times I've brought him up, but. <laughs> I like Nick Richards. I feel like any team that needs a big should be targeting him. Yeah, definitely. Because he doesn't start for the Hornets. Um, so, 
anybody, yeah, anybody that's coming off the bench for the Hornets is is a trade piece, in my opinion. I feel like the Hornets have like six guys I would trade for, but their team's so dull shit. Like I just don't get it. Yeah, it's a good call actually. How good is the twenty twenty draft? It was actually way better than what did we do last time, twenty twelve. Like this, yeah. we could still go another like six players, and it'd still be active NBA players. I was taking. Who did I? Didn't I take fucking um? Will Barton was like ten pick last time. Yeah, and I didn't know. I took um. Oh my god, what's the, what's the wing that plays the Bucks now? Play for the Suns, Jay Crowder. Didn't I take Drake? Yeah. Jay Crowder like top six or something? Yeah, I don't think he took him six. I think it was like nine. Oh fuck! It shows how dusty it was there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, off. before we move into our next segment, I've had a request to update. So remember our NFL wins poll? Yeah, I was thinking about um, this the other day, but I don't really want to bring it up. <laughs> so uh, I have it here. So I remember we said we'll continue into the playoffs. So the live ladder right now is Ehaka is on 97 wins. I'm on 96 wins. And Aiden, you're on 74 wins. Jesus Christ. The regular season finished with me and Ehaka tying on 93 each, and you're on 72. Fuck, imagine if I just E-Hucker's took the picked up, has picked up four wins in the wild card and divisional round here. Does he have the Ravens? He's got the Ravens, and he's got he's got Detroit as well. Oh, man. Um, Didn't we have the Ravens like the third best team in the um their division? Yeah. You had man, you had some awful picks, man. Chargers, Minnesota, Giants. Fuck your your picks are so bad. <laughs> they were all playoff teams last year as well, and they fucking shit the bed this year. All of them. Literally, like all my picks except except New England were like above eight wins. That's I guess you probably could say about Ehaka. And the Texans went unpicked. I know. I remember I shit on the Texans so bad. I was like CJ Stroud, most interceptions, like. Yeah, I not because I, I want to clarify, like, not because I didn't like CJ Stroud. I just thought the Texans, like, O line receivers, like, I thought their whole team was awful, but yeah, and then fucking Tank Joe and Nico Collins turned out to be like fucking pro bowl receivers, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's what we update on the NFL wins poll. While we're there, I just have our, you remember, we did our five best bets as well. Oh, yeah, I have those. Um, I'm just double-checking one thing here. So mine, I had Calvin Ridley over five, uh, 850 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he went over pretty comfortably. Um, Mike Evans over 875.5. I think he had about 1,200. Arizona Cardinals under four and a half wins. They finished with four. Browns over eight and a half wins. They finished with, they had 11 in the end or 10? Yeah, 11. Um and then Bijan Robinson over 1,125.5 rushing yards, but that went under. So I was four and one. Um, it was actually a down year for rushing in the NFL compared yeah. to the year before. Um, and Bijan played in that shitty Atlanta team. Yeah, that was yeah a little different to what we thought. Uh, you had you had some more like long shots. Um, you had the Browns to win the division, which went very close. Very close. Um, unfortunately, the Ravens just ended up running away with it. Um, but the Browns were, they were actually the second, they had the second best record in the entire conference, but mm. the team with the best was in their division. So 
And they were like yeah, paying like four dollars eighty to win the division. They were like the third favorite. So yeah, you had Jalen Hurts MVP, who was actually favorite until week twelve when they lost to the Cowboys. Yeah, I also had money bad. on. Um, he fucking that was when the Eagles shit the bed. You had the Falcons with under eight and a half wins, which they they, that. Uh, they had eight, did they? Ah, mm. uh, they had so. seven, seven in the end. Yeah. So yeah, that that hit. CJ Stroud interceptions leader was that uh, to lead the least interceptions or most <laughs> most interceptions? <laughs> and then um, did they have Texans under as well? Yeah, Texans under under five and a half, and they what did they have nine? Yeah. <laughs> so you went one and four. Yeah, CJ Stroud. I think he was one of the one of the better quarterbacks in terms of interceptions. Josh Allen led it again, didn't he? Did he? You're not 100% sure, but I think he did. Uh, for reference as well, Ehug is not here to defend these, but he had the Falcons under 8.5, which was a hit. Bryce Young, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Don't even know if he'll be in top 10 for that. Pat Mahomes' most passing TDs. I think Brock Purdy or Jared Goff ended up leading that. Um, Kansas City Chiefs to win the conference. Now, I assume that was finished with the first seed which didn't happen. Um, if not, they are in the conference championship game, so that is still TBD. And then Josh Allen MVP, which he'll probably end second in to, um, well, maybe he won't end second, but he's not going to win. Lamar Lamar Jackson will win MVP. It was uh, Sam Howell from the uh, Commanders that had the most inceptions. Oh, man, forget he exists. Yeah. So did Ehaka go zero for zero? No, he had the Falcons under eight and a half as well. Oh. So went, and yeah, and the Kansas City is TBD. Oh, of course. If it's if it's to win the yeah, I don't know how they decide that. Is it the one seed or is it the you win the? Well, it depends AFC. what you mean. Do you mean to like yeah. lead the division or divisional championship? But yeah, or if you're the team to make the play, uh, the Super Bowl from your conference. If yeah. so, he could go two for three. He he went for long shots as well though, so. Yeah, you went to pretty safe ones there. Yeah, I went the safe route. Or five, I was just looking for, looking for value, in my opinion. But, nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, moving on. Uh, we have a wee segment here. Um, brought to us by Ehaka here. He's given us some team names. We've got teams that need one move. So it's kind of the premise is he's, he's given us three teams from each conference and kind of what one move do we think could like really launch them into legit, legitness, if you will. Yeah. We might go back and do this again next week and maybe the week after. Just, just leading teams, up to, yeah. the, to the deadline. I like it's, it. It's getting into that naughty, naughty season. Yeah. Um, so should we start? Should we just go top down, go west, start the Kings? Yep, happy with that. I'll let you take the four. Uh, so for the Kings, I did create um, a fake trade just with players. Um, yeah, so what I've done for the six teams, I've created a fake trade just players. So picks can be swapped. I just didn't want to go and look into everybody's six-year pick forecast. Um, but the main sort of preface to what I've done is um, either I'm getting a player that I think they should target or I'm sending a player that I think they should send. 
So for the Kings, a pretty obvious one here is uh, Harrison Barnes is on. He's he's on his way out, um, and also another guy, Davion Mitchell, to spice the deal up. Somebody that's fallen out of the rotation. They've got um, a guy called Keon Ellis backing up um, Darren Fox when needed. He's he looks exactly like Jar Morant. If you've ever tuned in and been like, "Why the fuck is Jar on the Kings?" That's actually Keon Ellis. He's a pretty good defensive guy, pretty good shooter, a little bit more size to him than Davion Mitchell. But I think Davion Mitchell, uh, he's definitely got something in the in the tank for the right team. Um, and I did actually find a, a trade I actually like. The Kings aren't very easy to trade for. They have awful contracts. Um, well, not awful contracts, bad contracts for trades. Uh, but I did fall on one, and it was Calden Johnson. Uh, so he's just coming back on his own. The Spurs have moved him to the bench, um, which makes me believe they don't really see him in their future plans. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to be Vassell, Sochan, and Wimby. I think Barnes can come and give you sort of a veteran presence. And Davion Mitchell could actually start at the point for you um, or back up Trey Jones. I imagine Pop would love Davion Mitchell. Yeah. Real good defensively. But yeah, that and that's a good it's not about, the Spurs. Why, why that's not about the Spurs. Yeah, not about the Spurs, but I did like it for both teams. But I think Calvin upgrade is an upgrade on Harrison Barnes. Um, somebody who can actually put the ball in their hands um, at times when Fox or like Monk, uh, Monk are off the floor. Uh, he can go get his own shot rather than Harrison Barnes just standing in the corner. Plus, Calvin yeah. Johnson's a good, good, good enough shooter where he can just stand out there late game anyway. And he's a big body to defend. So. I like, I like that. that. I like Calvin Kings. Johnson. I reckon the Spurs are really fumbling the bag there with him. Um, yeah, so some teams, like you, I kind of haven't really done a whole lot of like draft pick kind of research into it. Um, but some teams I've done more in-depth with. Um, for the Kings, I haven't really identified who they're moving. But I looked at like, this is pretty much the same as you. I looked at Barnes and uh, I also looked at... Um, Kevin Herder because of the size of his contract. He's yeah. on like 15 mil. Uh, and then I had them targeting, I thought like you, a wing, but Calvin Johnson didn't cross my mind. I probably prefer Calvin Johnson over who I'm going to say. Um, but I looked at a wing and a big. So the one, tr- the first trade was I had them going for Cam Johnson uh, from Brooklyn. Just yeah. a shooter, good defender, just like a wing they need. And then the big I had was my man uh, Wendell Carter. Um, I reckon they just they really need some size. I don't think Sabonis as your five is really viable. When it comes mm. to Wendell Carter, I'm not sure how you're going to play them two together. So it may be Wendell coming in and realizing, hey, you're probably not going to be out there. Um, you're not going to be out there in crunch time. You know, like you, you might sub out like four minutes to go or something, something like that. Well, he uh, could play not- crunch minutes. Because he's not, he's not the yeah, or over Sabonis. Yeah, he's not. He's not too bad of a shooter, so it might work. But obviously, for them, the spacing, you know, it's not great. But they need, they need some more size. Like they just need a big. And like Wendell's got two more years on his contract, so like, and this is kind of the king's window. So like, why not just go for Wendell? He might not be overly happy with his role. Probably, probably be better than what he's got on the Magic anyway. So, but yeah, those are my two two names. I like yeah. I did think of Cam Johnson. I like Wendell. Basically for any trade. Yeah. Any team that needs a big Wendell's the guy I've got. Yeah. Um, who was next? Pelicans? Pelicans. Pelicans. Um, I, said, I actually played around with these guys for ages. Eh? I had 
I had a real wild trade, um, which I didn't land on, but it was Fred Van Vliet was going to end up on the Pelicans. Um, oh, I like that. I just couldn't get the contracts to work was the tough part because uh, you had to have like CJ going back. And I thought like in reality, I was like, uh, I feel like if you could keep CJ and keep Fred, I know they're both small guards, but it felt like the, the better thing to do. So I couldn't quite land on something that made too much sense, but it was, there was some potential there where I did land was Herb Jones and Dyson Daniels uh, for DeJounte Murray. It's a backup. Uh, yeah, the positives for Atlanta is it's a backup for Trey with Daniels, and Herb Jones can just slot in and play the two. And then he gives a bit of defense on the wing for a team that doesn't really play defense. And then, yeah, I don't mind that at all. I've seen Herb Jones's, Jones's not, name in the trade market at the moment. I'm like, why would the fuck would you trade Herb Jones? Yeah, I don't get it either, but they just have too many guys is the issue. Um, Deontay Murray can obviously play point cut for them and it gets CJ off the ball. So that was, I was just looking for point guards for them. I don't, yeah, I, I don't mind that. Um, yeah, similar vein to you. I went point guards, but I actually had them giving up CJ. So I went, uh, I don't, I'm not sure, like, I don't overly love it for the team, but I, I don't feel like there's many trades that would actually launch the Pelicans too, too far. Um, but yeah, so I had them CJ and obviously maybe have to go as a pick uh, for Terry Rozier and PJ Washington. Oh, that's actually um, quite good. Just because I know Rozier's out out there in the market. Um, so that's why I thought of a point guard. And also PJ Washington, Any, I reckon any title team that needs more size should get PJ Washington because he's a shooter and he's a good rebounder. And I think he's a decent defender. So... He's what John Collins wishes he was. <laughs> Do you think PJ Washington is better, worse, or exactly the same as Rui Hachimura? I would rather have... Now, this is tough. I would rather have PJ Washington with the Lakers, but I feel like PJ Washington's the type of guy to come to the Lakers and forget how to shoot threes. <laughs> 100%. What he projects to be as a three-point shooter, like stretch the floor... And play decent defense. I feel like he'd be way better for the Lakers. Yeah, I would. I would have PJ slightly ahead as well. I really like that trade from you. That's that's better than mine. I just went for such a cop out one because it was like, uh, look, the issue with the Pelicans is they have the their trade pieces are too talented that there's not like equal equal yeah. talent coming back. Um, yeah. and then they're also the team that has all the draft picks, <laughs> so yeah. it's like they don't they don't need picks, so they're a hard one to do. Um, do you want to go first with the Mavs? Um, you know what? I don't have anything for the Mavs because, like I tried to do three weeks ago, um, I just didn't even look at it again because it really hurt my brain trying to figure out a trade for the Mavs. So, I, I found something for, for them. You. I found something for them, but I don't know how. You definitely need picks. Um, but it's we're giving up Tim Hardaway Jr. and Josh Green. I love Josh Green, but they don't love Josh Green. I love Josh um, too. Well, they gave him a decent contract, so I feel like they do. They just yeah, they're still sort of waiting on him. But yeah, uh, they're also in a win now mode. Like you've got to take your opportunities. Miles Turner is the obvious thing, um, but we're doing the paces as well. So I didn't want to have the paces in here twice. So uh, it's THJ and Josh Green for Kyle Kuzma. 
You're just not playing defense. Yeah. <laughs> um, Y'all don't really want to do with bring Dorian Finney Smith back. Fuck that. I was like, uh, yeah. couldn't yeah, do it. Man, I, I actually don't mind that. I, I don't mind that for the Mavs, and I don't think that'd be too hard for them to do. Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't even, but that, I don't think they have a first round pick they can trade, do they? I don't. Do you even need picks? Like maybe some seconds. You no. I reckon you. I reckon for the Wizards will be like we want a first because not like a good well, if first. You, if you can get a first in there, then I I would do it. Bundy, I, I, I reckon a good value. trade. Uh, I like that trade, but again, if you Mavis jump on, hard to work with. If you jump on, yeah, if you jump on the trade machine, they are like fucking impossible to work with, man. You know how like every team needs a three and D wing. The three and yeah. D wings are so hard to trade for. The the contract values are insane. Um, oh, they they have their twenty twenty five first, but can they not trade it? Do they have their pick? Uh, no, they, they traded this year's pick. Oh, boom! So I've got a trade here for you: Tim Hardaway, <laughs> Josh Green, and their twenty twenty five. First round pick, top ten protected for Kyle Kuzma. What are you putting picks into? Where are you seeing them in a trade machine? Uh, there's a website called fanspo.com, and it's an NBA trade machine. It's real easy to oh, use. Right. I was using the ESPN one, but they don't have picks. Oh, the ESPN one trade. Suck. They have trade exceptions, but not picks. Like, how do you have trade exceptions? <laughs> I've got um in the chat here, E Huck and Mikel Bridges be so nice on there. Yeah, there's so many like. Players that would be so nice for the Mavs, but they're just so hard to get. Yeah, Mikael is at least three firsts. Imagine if you had Kyrie, Doncic, and Mikael Bridges on that team. Like, man. If you could keep Lively as well. Yeah. Well, that would make sense if that trade was happening because they they wouldn't want Lively with Claxton. But Dallas does not have the um, pieces to give up. Yeah. Um, Anyway, next, on to the East. We have the Pacers. Um, I'll go first here. I haven't, again, very similar to the Kings. I haven't done a lot of research around the picks, and I think Pacers are actually pretty sitting comfortably for their picks. Um, in terms of a trade, I'm not quite sure who they'd give up because I don't think they have many... Um, they don't have very many tradable contracts, I believe, when I had a brief look. But I know they're after another wing because I heard that they apparently they tried to get Oji Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. Did you hear Jesus. that? No, I did not hear that. They would, yeah, they so, would give up so much for that. Yeah. So they clearly want another wing. Um, and so I've gone for my guy Cam Johnson again. So I have them <laughs> I have them uh trading for Cam uh Cam Johnson. Uh so I mean, if you look at like Buddy Hield, he's so Cam Johnson makes twenty five mil, which is quite a bit. Buddy Hield makes twenty mil, but he's an expiring. So maybe Brooklyn will look at that and be like, "Oh, you know, we'll give up four years Cam Johnson for Buddy Hield." Yeah, maybe a second thrown in. Yeah, I think Cam Johnson could easily be on a title team. Like he's a good shooter and he's a good defender. I feel like he's mm. just never been in like great situations, and he's just he's just a worse ver- version of Mikael Bridges. So yeah, split them up. They're also a hard team to trade. I know they're still on the market. Um, yeah. But yeah, after the Siakam trade, they make it hard. Um, but like, they've only got Pascal, 
when you can't trade him. You've got Miles Turner on 20 mil, Buddy Hill on 19, and then Nick Tyus is TJ McConnell on eight. Yeah. So like they don't really have contracts. tradable contracts. I have I have Turner and Neesmith going out. I'm still on even after the Siakam trade, I'm on the, the uh let's get worse bandwagon. Not like ah. okay, so the trade I have is actually a real wild one. It's more it's too Golden State, but I feel like it's more suited for Golden State. It's for Wiggins <laughs> and Moody. And um no, that's a to, shocking trade. You're gonna have to give up a first as well. Um but I was just like trying to figure out something weird for Turner because that's the piece I would trade if I was if I was the Pacers. Like yeah. I said a couple of podcasts ago, sell high. Yeah, I knew we had value. that. Yeah, we're like polar opposites on Miles Turner. Not like in terms of how good he is. Like I feel like we both like him, but you're yeah. real on the mindset of get rid of him. But I reckon just I reckon they got to keep him. I'm just I like, think I like I think Halliburton. That... Sorry, Sorry, I like Halliburton enough that I don't want them to fuck this up. And I feel like they are gonna fuck it up by going for it too early. I don't really I don't really know if they're going for it though. Like I think like I feel like with Pascal, you've got like probably like a four year window. But he could leave this offseason. But I reckon they've signed like a wink wink, like, yeah, you're staying. And no other team can offer him I don't think there's any other team out there that will offer him enough money. Mm. So I think I think you'll they, stay. You know, I, they obviously have some faith he will stay. So yeah, yeah. Um, sure. yeah. Next team, uh, Cavs. I'll let you go. They were also hard. I feel like they're one move right. I, I still have Allen out. Um, this is also another one where it like helps OKC more getting <laughs> Jared Allen, but OKC could give up like two first Dort and Usman Jing, and just overpay for Jared Allen. I think. I don't think it makes that big of a hit on the Cavs. Like, Lou Dort would actually fit them. Um, mm-hmm. Usman Jing, I quite like, is like a, a prospect. And then the two firsts is something you can use uh, to, like, get something else to keep Mitchell. Or um, if you do move on, Mitchell end up stashing, end up like with, like, six first-rounders in the next few years. So I reckon the Cavs are real tough because... Before this, like now they're bowling and like Jared Allen's playing really well. But I remember mm. a few weeks ago when um, I had those like trades for you, we came up with that three team trade and I still really like it. And it was Donovan Mitchell was going and so was Jared Allen. Jared yeah. Allen was going to OKC, Donovan Mitchell to the Magic and the Cavs got Suggs, Wendell Carter and I think they got a pick and like the Magic got a pick. I reckon that'd be like a real good trade for them because although the Cavs are playing real well, like their windows don't fit. And it's clear Garland and Mitchell don't really fit together. Mm. And I just think if you're picking Mitchell, I reckon that means you've got to get rid of Mobley probably too. Because I don't think you can have a Mitchell-Mobley team. If you're picking Mitchell, I reckon you keep Allen. Yeah. That makes sense. So kind of depends what the Cavs want to do. But yeah, Jared Allen. My other um, thought for one move from them was um, just get rid of the coach. Yeah, I mean, they should get rid of the coach anyway. JB, because yeah. stuff. Not a big fan of his. No. I think you even saw in that, that Knicks series, he was fucking awful. Yeah. Um, for them, I kind of went on the premise like, hey, like Alan and Mitchell, like they kind of figure things out now. So I thought, how would you work around the edges with them? Um, you wouldn't believe who I've got them going for, though. Calvin Johnson? Cam Johnson. <laughs> oh, crazy. 
<laughs> you can just put Calvin have, Johnson in all of those instead. I have um I have more I have more than that though. So I've got them giving up um Isaac Okoro and uh Karis Levert. So I've got them going for either Jondre Hunter from Atlanta, um Bruce Brown from the Raptors, uh Jordan Clarkson, Jeremy Grant, or Cam Johnson. So those are all the players I've got them targeting. So like a wing, and you can kind of see they're all the similar. Like obviously like Cam Johnson would be a better shooter, uh, better like defender than those kind of guys. But you've got Bruce Brown, who's like a do-it-all player, probably really good for them. Um, DeAndre Hunter just changes scenery. Jordan Clarkson, I think it kind of gives them – like previous to Mitchell, you know, when they, they were really lacking like a scoring punch, like Jordan Clarks would have been unreal for them coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, and then Jeremy Grant, I quite liked that Jeremy Grant trade, but I feel like to get him, you probably need to give up a few picks. So, yeah, that's probably true. I don't love Jeremy Grant. I love him as like a third to fourth guy. Yeah. I just don't know if he wants to be that. Like, imagine him on this Cavs team. And like all they had to give up was yeah, like a Coro and um Levert. I feel like he'd yeah, make them pretty a good. Couple picks. Yeah, it definitely raises ceiling. Just don't know um, how much. But that's There's such yeah. a tough team, tough team to work trades for. Because it feels like they, the biggest best trade assets are literally Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, but don't want to trade either of them. They do have some pretty workable contracts though. Like they're fucking much easier than like the Mavs, but yeah. Yeah, they're no, hard, the they're hard the to figure out. Yeah, harder to figure out with contracts are easier. I reckon they're real similar to the, the Hawks. They've got too many guys in the same position, but they actually work and they're good players. I like the Hawks. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know what they are. Um, so that leaves us last team, the Miami Heat. Um, what do you got? I have the one that's just been thrown around, which is Jovic Lowry for Martin and Rogier. Yeah, Caleb Martin, the other Martin brother, the one that's not already on the heat. Link them up. It's um, just to make contracts work because Rogier is actually only 22 mil. Whereas I, I love that trade for them as well. I have that written down too. Um, it just makes sense. Like, I know why that's like that's something that's being targeted in real life. You know, that yeah. frees up 30 mil in cap for Charlotte along with whatever's happening in their offseason anyway. And then the heat, heat actually turn into real contenders they're fringe maybe, contenders right now but this would make them real contenders maybe they could try to do that same pelican straight i had try get pj washington as well yeah you'd, like that, i feel like you'd have to give up jaime harkies but i wouldn't if i was them i'd rather have oh, harkies no, 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 they, can't, they can't give them up i mean i'm sure they've got picks to trade but yeah if they can give up picks and get man if they got rosier and pj washington um i had that written down as well but then i also had uh jante murray so I think like a point guard they need um, or somebody to target. And I just think somebody like Rogero Murray would just do unreal in the heat culture. Mm. Yeah. I would, yeah, I like either of them. And Rogier feels more gettable yeah. than Murray, almost more fitting as well. Just but, yeah. like he's such a dog, Eric Spolcher would love him. Yeah. Yeah. That rounds out our six. That does round us out there. We'll come back with another six next week. I was, you know, when a hacker said he sent them through, I was just like, "Fuck, please don't have the calves." I opened it, calves. I was like, "Fuck." 
because I've been thinking about a lot of like the playoff teams. So I was like, the Cavs, I just don't know what to do away. I reckon, based on like the fact they're doing well now, I reckon you go um, a wing or something they need. Yeah. For sure. I was pretty locked in on firing the coach as the option, but I was like, why would you fire the coach when you're the fourth seed? Yeah. I but they yeah, they need they do need to fire their coach. If we if we come back to this in the off season and they flame out in the playoffs again, it's hundred percent it's fire the coach. Fire the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoyable. Good insight there from Wodge and Zach Lowe. <laughs> um, so this leads us into our quiz here. Very similar to last week. Um, as you can see, Aiden, instead of number yeah. two picks, we have number one picks. Um, but based on this list, I'm not letting, I'm not letting you go all the way. I'm starting you at uh, 1991, and I'm giving you two wrong answers. <clears throat> two wrong answers. Yeah. So you're going 1991 to present. That's mental. I'm gonna go back and back in order. I'm not, definitely not starting out at 91 and trying to move forward. Eh? I, mean, I thought I thought the first three would be relatively easy, but anyway, <clears throat> carry on. Oh wait, actually, I could start down there. 91 to Charlotte out of UNLV is Larry Johnson. Yeah. How's this? How do I? Yeah. No, you're right. It is Larry Johnson. There you go, Larry Johnson, 1991. Um... Yep. <clears throat> 92 from LSU to Orlando. That'd be uh, Shaq. Yeah. I just started typing that in for you already. I knew you'd know that. 93 Michigan. Is that Penny? But I didn't know Penny went to Michigan. I don't, I'm not going to go there. Now, come on. 1993 oh, Michigan. It's Chris Weber. Chris Weber, mate. But yes, the Orlando part was throwing me. That was the trade. They traded for Penny. Yeah. Okay, there you uh, go. Purdue, Milwaukee. 94, that's a big draft as well. What the hell? You'll, you'll know the player, but yeah, maybe you don't think you can go back to 2023 now if you want. Yeah, no, let me skip on that. 95, no idea. Oh, bro, one of them will be Joe Smith, but I'm not, not guessing that. <laughs> um, let me go to, we'll just go with Minyama. Yes, sir. Victor Minyama, 2023. Then I think you can just do last names and you'll be right. Do I have to type all this in? Jesus. Yep. 2022. Just, are you going to go there? Yeah. Ben Caro. Just do last names and it'll put it in there. Uh, there you go. Detroit at Oklahoma State for real. Um, does it say FR? That's why I said for real. <laughs> why does it say FR? That's like freshman, right? Yeah. I don't know why it says FR. Um, but Cade Cunningham. Yep. 2020, we just talked about Anthony Edwards. Yes, sir. Uh, Zion Williamson, 19. Went to New Orleans out of Duke. Phoenix, Arizona. Pretty big fumble here. DeAndre Ayton. Philadelphia, Washington. Oh, mate, the man, the myth, Mark Alphonse. Still stand by that perk. Yeah, <laughs> Louisiana State. It's so weird seeing it's felt out as Louisiana State instead of LSU, but that's Ben Simmons. Uh, yeah, that threw me off seeing it spelt out like that as well. 
That's when, like, yeah, before when I did Shaq, I was like, what, 92 Orlando is obviously Shaq, but he didn't go to Louisiana State. Who doubtless you? Minnesota, Kentucky. That's Carl Towns. Yes, sir. Cleveland, Kansas. Oh, that was Wiggins, and then they traded him. Yes, sir. Cleveland, UNLV. Anthony Bennett. What a legend. Uh, New Orleans, Kentucky. AD. Great pick. Yeah. One of the better ones. 11. Duke legend, this. Cleveland, Duke legend. Oh, Kyrie Irving. Duke legend. Didn't play enough games, but it was a, was a legend. Washington, Kentucky. Oh, John Wall just talked about him. Great pick. Clippers, Oklahoma. Gone too soon. Blake Griffin. What is he up to now? He's not f- officially retired, is he? I think he is retired. He was... He had seen that photo of him, him at, um, working at a supermarket. He was actually legitimately doing, um, you know, like the sample stands at a supermarket. The hell? He was legitimately doing that for a company that he's invested in. <laughs> obviously, just like it's like obviously good for investment if it's him that's doing it. Um, yeah. Two thousand eight, Chicago, Memphis. That's Derek Rose. Start typing before you finish, surely you know that. Yeah, Greg Oden out of Ohio State, 2007. One of the greatest college players of all time. Out of Italy. Out of Italy. Andrea Bagnani. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Yep. (laughs) Nailed it. Not familiar with the college Italy, but um, (laughs) we moved. 2005, Milwaukee, Utah. Big fella out of Aussie, Andrew Bogut. Man, Bill Simmons said that was defendable as well. I'm not. And yet he shat on John Wall. Isn't wasn't Chris Paul in the 2005 draft class? Uh, or was he Dwight Howard's year? Get our producer on that. Yeah, Dwight Howard's next anyway. That was an obvious one. No giveaway. LeBron. <laughs> LeBron at 03. Yeah, man, was 2002. I feel like having with our froms made it very easy for you here, eh? But there's some coming yeah, up well, in struggle. This might be the last. Lynn Academy, 2001, Washington. This might be. I feel like that's quite mate Brown, but let me, let me just move. Um, New Jersey, Cincinnati, that's Kenyon Martin, I'm pretty sure. 2000. Yes, yes sir. Oh, look, there you go. Look, you got 2000, uh, 1972, LaRue Martin. I knew that as well. Out of Loyola, Chicago. Unreal. <laughs> Never heard of him. What a pet. Duke 99. Oh, it's Elton Brand, isn't it? It is Elton Brand. Does that just say Pacific? Yep. I like Clippers. Must be Oliver Candy. It is. <laughs> That's unreal. I do know I do know him because that's like, that's probably worse than um Kwame Brown. People always like reference Kwame Brown. That must mean that 2001 was Kwame Brown. Lock that in for me. Yeah. Um Wake Forest, San Antonio 97. That's big fundamental, Tim Duncan. Georgetown, Philadelphia. That is 96. Defendable, but Kobe Bryant was in the draft class. It's Allen Iverson. Yeah, well, yeah, very, yeah, very defendable. 
at the time. Can you scroll down for me? Yep. Now you see. Now you're gonna, now you're gonna struggle here. I'm gonna 95. I'm gonna lock in Joe Smith. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, his wife does OnlyFans. I saw this video of him arguing about it. He like recorded it and she was like oh. trying to defend herself. Apparently she started it without him knowing. Don't know how they're in some they're in some financial hardship. Um as, as all those like nineties players are, to be fair. Yeah, not wrong. I'm gonna I don't when do I have to go back to? 82. Nah, I just had you go to 91, but you can go as far as you want. You've got two wrong answers. Oh, so there's only one here that I don't have. I don't know if I know it. You'll know the player, but you just probably just don't the pick. Could you? When did Milwaukee? Um, probably, probably would have played with Ray Allen then. Oh, man. I don't know. New Jersey, Syracuse as well. Like, this yeah. is tough. Can I just go 80? Yeah, I'll go back to 87 and just do David Robinson. Yeah, David Robinson. And then how about 82 Lakers, James Worthy? Nice. 84 Houston. Uh, that was Elijah One. Michael Jordan in the class, but Elijah One got you two titles, so. 83 Virginia, is it? The Twin Towers, is it Ralph Sampson? Even in Houston. They took back to back seven footers with the first picks. 95 is, uh, 85, sorry, is um, Patrick Ewan out of Georgetown, now the coach there. 96 Cleveland out of North Carolina. I want to say it's Brad Doherty. It is. The uh, the human posterizer or posterizer. He used to be so good on. Um, 2K my team. Or is it a real good dunker card? Dallas DePaul. Is it Mark Aguirre? Uh sorry, where are you? Yeah, Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Aguirre. Oh, I suppose last name wrong. Double R, double R, I think. Yeah. Look at that. Even knew how to spell it. Man, Purdue have multiple first picks. Purdue are a team back in the day, aren't they? Oh, 80 Pajero. I wonder if that's, you... um, oh, fuck. I was going to say Chris Mullen, but he wasn't the first pick. How did Golden say get? You know this guy. Let me just go 79 and take him out of Michigan State. That'll be Magic Johnson, surely. Oh, can't believe I can't just write Magic for it to work yet. That's pretty dusty. Let's go back to 94 because that's the only one you haven't got from the original list here. I'm just not familiar with guys from the war here around that time. Uh, you will know him. He um, made, made multiple stars. Um, has a son that played in the NBA, went to Michigan. Would have been oh, in Michigan. Glenn, Glenn Robinson. Ah, oh, too easy. Did I make it too easy for you? 
Yeah, couldn't wrong. No, weirdly, as soon as he said he had a son in the NBA, Michigan, I thought of Trey Burke, who doesn't have a dad in the NBA. But I was like, oh, Glenn Robinson. I was about to say he played with Trey Burke. Yeah. Trey Burke from Hardaway Jr., Glenn Robinson. What a team. Nick Stauskas. Nick Stauskas. Um, Was Duncan Robinson also on that team and just took forever to get in the league? Was he? No, nah, don't don't hold me to that. New Jersey Syracuse. Who the fuck played for New Jersey? I think he might have been. The Nets. I don't know if I could name a single player who played for the Nets between ninety and two thousand. <laughs> Do you know this player? Uh yeah, but I I wouldn't have guessed it at all. What about the Louisville Sacramento player? Nah, haven't heard of him. Jesus. Clippers guy kind of had heard of him. I reckon there's not many left like that you'd like really. Yeah. Who's who's left up the top? I'm not getting those guys. Purdue Golden State, I won't get either. Uh, UCLA Milwaukee is Kareem. I hate how I have to um like write the uh, um what am I trying to say? Hey, I have to write the full name. Let's see if I can spell it. Abdul. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> I'm going to just have a stab here and say that um Illinois State. Philadelphia is Moses Malone. Um, sorry, what did you say? Illinois State, Philadelphia. Moses uh, Malone. Uh, I don't even know if Malone was the number one pick. No. Tough. What about Maryland, Houston, Otis Thorpe? Maryland, Houston, well, 1976? Yeah. Uh, no. I would have thought they were a number one pick, though. I've heard of this guy. But it's uh, John Lucas. Oh, John Lucas the second. Yeah. Isn't he a coach? What about 1978? You reckon you can get that? Portland out of Minnesota. Is... Oh, is that um, Bill Walton? No, he went to UCLA. That's that's in the seventy four then. <laughs> He's born in the Bahamas. Port. He's got a son in the NBA right now. Michael Thompson. Yeah, but the Lakers took Michael Thompson, didn't they? Well, this this got it here as Portland taking him. Yeah, yeah I also didn't know he went to Minnesota. So 74 is Bill Walton, Portland, um, UCLA. Yeah. I yeah, I also didn't know that Michael Thompson was Michael Thompson was a first round pick. Eh? Atlanta, North Carolina. I don't know who that would be. It's too early to be Dominique. Lou, Lou Hudson. Nah. Too uh, too late to be Bob Pettit and Pete Maravich. David uh, David Thompson. What about nineteen seventy three Philadelphia? Nineteen seventy three Philadelphia. He's a co- he was a coach, not anymore. 
Maurice Cheeks? Nah, Doug, Dougie boy. Doug Collins was first pick. Yeah, wow. real. 1970 Detroit. Is that 73? No. 1970 Detroit. St. Bonaventure's Isaiah Thomas. Oh. <laughs> it's way too early, isn't it? Think, think about um, that bad boy Pistons team, though. Adrian Dentley. Nah, mate. Bob, uh, Bob, uh, Bob Lanier. Bob Lanier wasn't on there. You're thinking of Bill Lambert. Bill Lambert, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this seems way too early. I was like, surely he wasn't that old. Uh, Bob Lanier. I'm pretty sure Bob Lanier died last year from memory. Sorry if you're still alive, Bob, but maybe it was Dave. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. Know, I don't know the rest of these. San Diego, Houston. Is that Bob McAdoo? Uh, San Diego, Houston. No. First pet on there. No. That's not. Oh, San Diego, like Jerry Weiss. Uh, Alvin Hayes. Oh, bro. Man, yeah. Uh, the 1980 Golden State one was Joe Barry. Oh, Rick Barry's dad. Joe Barry. Uh, Joe Barry Carroll. No, <laughs> sure not. <laughs> oh, no, Rick Barry was Brent Barry's dad. Um. Yeah. Uh. Well, that uh. I Wait, think who's actually... Notre, Dame, Notre Dame, Cleveland. Um. Wait, where are we? Ninety seventy one. Sorry. Uh, 71 was Austin Carr. Oh, bro. Commentator for the Cavs. Yeah, it's another name I've heard of, but yeah. AC. 1977, the Bucks was um Kent Benson. Every time I read it, it looks like Kent Bazemore. Kent Benson. Jesus. Might as well have been Kent Bazemore. Never heard of him. <laughs> Who are these Man. guys? Who were the ones that I didn't know from more recent? 1989, 88. Uh, so 1988 was Danny Manning. Oh, yeah. Uh, 89 was Purvis Allison. Never heard 1990 of him. was Derek Coleman. Oh, I know Derek Coleman. Also knew yeah. he played for the New Jersey uh, Nets. Wasn't Didn't he a real good, real good dunker? I think he, he might have been an all-star as well. But yeah, like I said, couldn't name a single net between... 90 and 2000. And then pretty much everyone, and then these two here, that was fucking Ken. Yeah, Ken John Lucas. And, and John Ken Lucas. Vincent. So, yeah. You did uh, you did well. Turns out we're really good at doing picks. Yeah, tune in next week when we do third picks. <laughs> 12, 12, uh, 12 picks in every draft going back to 1980. I don't even know if I could go back like four years for third picks, though. No, definitely not. Oh well. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see you next week for that. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning into podcast twenty one here for the Certified Bucket Boys. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok. Give us a like on everything. Say hello to your mother for us. Well, uh, see you next week. Deuces.